The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Hey, hey, welcome back, Bombshells. Today, we are going to talk about 10 ways to generate business when you're slow. Now, if you listen to episode 00, you know that I have three pillars that I operate in. And the first one is know yourself. So of course, you have to know who you are, what your highest gifts are, what your brand's all about, what your customers are all about, what their needs are, et cetera, et cetera. Then you have to be able to tell your story. So that's through marketing and through networking and those type of things so that people really get the essence of who you are. And then the third pillar is deliver on your promise. And I help bombshells deliver on their promises by putting together processes, things that you can do repeatedly and that you can lean on so that you don't have to think about anything. You just know what you're supposed to do. And that way you are being consistent and not driving yourself crazy in your business. And also your customers can anticipate certain things from your business. And no matter who it is, whether they're your favorite customer or a new customer, they have that same brand experience. So I know it's getting to be summertime and um, a lot of times uh, my friends, a lot of my friends are business owners and a lot of my um, clients, my one-on-one clients have the same problem as well. They go on vacation and then they come back and their staff is like, oh, well, we were really slow, but they didn't do anything to increase or generate sales. Or it could be that you need to hear this because summer comes and people get distracted. I mean, unless you're like a water park or something, people are traveling with their families or they're just taking some downtime. Um, it, it can be a slow time for anyone. And so um, if you're slow, I don't want you to say, oh, well, gosh, I'm slow. This stinks. I want you to do something about it. So I'm giving you a process. I'm giving you a checklist. 10 ways you can generate business when you're slow. So let's go over it right now. You don't have to take notes because there'll be a link to this in the show notes. So if you're driving, like we're good. Um, First of all, the very first thing you need to do is reach out, reach out to people, (laughs) call your best clients just to thank them, thank them for their loyalty, thank them for their last purchase, thank them for anything, because it might be that they were meaning to call you, or maybe they were trying to think of a gift idea, or they were having the problem that you solve, and they just hadn't gotten got around to calling you, or Maybe they're not going to buy anything from you immediately. And just that extra touch while you are slow is another brand touch and another way that you can reach out to that person and just be like, hey, you're so great and make them feel special and make them want to do more business with you in the future. So you can reach out to your best clients and uh, just to thank them. And then you can also reach out to customers you haven't seen in a while and invite them to your sale. Now, I don't know what your sale is. It could be a percentage off. It could be a buy one, get one. It could be... 
um, you know, that you have a reduced price for something um, for a short, a limited amount of time. And since they're one of your best customers, your most loyal customers, you want to make sure that um, that they get in on that. Now, I'll tell you a brand that's great about this. Um, Soma is like the little sister of Chico's and White House Black Market. It's um, an intimate apparel slash loungewear company. And I buy a lot of stuff there. So when they're having a sale, they will literally call me and just be like, Hey, Amber, we just wanted to let you know. Now, am I their best customer? No, I probably shop there once or twice a year. But they call me and make me feel important. Like, we want to be sure that you get this sale. Now I get mailers from them, I get emails from them, and yet they still pick up the phone and call. So if a big girl business like Soma can do that, your small business certainly can as well. And then the third strategy in um, our first way to generate more business when your business is slow is uh, simply to reach out to former clients or current clients and ask for referrals. That's absolutely legit. You might just say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm working on um, the next couple quarters strategic planning and I'm really wanting to work with people who are a super great fit for me. You are an amazing fit. I love working with you. And so if there's anybody else that you can think of that's like you, I'm certain I would enjoy working with them as well. And so, I mean, you're flattering them, you're being honest, because you don't want to ask people that you're not excited about working out because, uh, or working with because their their friends and colleagues might be like them, and that's not going to be fun. So, you know, it's just really authentically saying, hey, if I could have more people like you, my business would rock. So don't feel embarrassed or like you're overstepping any bounds when you're asking for referrals. Any sales expert will tell you if you're not asking for referrals, your business is going nowhere. So um, get out of that box, put your big girl pants on and, and get out there and be visible. So definitely reach out. So the number two strategy is to create a strategic alliance with a complementary and not competing business or businesses. So for example, um, when I wanted to um, throw a kickoff party for my what ended up being a celebrity event planning business years and years ago. And I probably need to do an episode just on this one topic. But um, I was an event planner. And so I partnered with um, a caterer, a landscaper for decor, um, with a dessert purveyor, and a few other businesses and just said, hey, let's split the cost of this big hoopla event for our community. And I, of course, called the media. We ended up on the front page, this huge picture of our beautiful event. Um, we helped theme it. And basically, all they had to do is show up with their stuff and put their signage up. And then I planned everything so they didn't have to worry about that. So everybody got exposure and everybody got to be a part of it. They got to be seen as the sponsors. They were a part of the newspaper article, and yet nobody was stepping on each other's toes. So it was just working together and finding a way to maximize your exposure and share your audiences. So for example, the restaurant slash caterer was pretty new. So they were absolutely excited to partner with some of these other more established businesses, because they knew that people who are loyal to them would come and therefore get to experience their food. So if you're a brick and mortar 
Think about what type of open house you might want to have. Like, who do you want to invite to help increase your draw? Um, if you're an online marketer, maybe you host a webinar and maybe you're amazing at blogging. Um, you're an expert blogger or you're an expert list builder or whatever that looks like. You might want to partner with somebody who's great at social media so that you can teach the, hey, here's how you blog and really get your um, search engine optimization up. And my friend over here is going to tell you how to promote that blog through social media so that you get the most amount of eyeballs on that blog post each and every week. So um, brainstorm that. Think about, you know, maybe five to 10 people that you can partner with and then rock it out. Besides, life is way more fun when you get to play with your friends, right? Um, And then other things you can do too are like share advertising costs. I've got to give a shout out to um, my friend, Nick Painter. He owns Panturos here in the city where I live in. And I got this gigantic, um, this is an awesome uh, direct mail piece, a big oversized postcard in the mail. And he shared it with, I believe... I'm going to say the wrong barbecue place, but it was a barbecue place. And um, so obviously if you're, if you're wanting pizza, you're probably not going to go and get barbecue. Um, And for you non-Southerners, like that's a really big deal. Barbecue is here. It's, and we do it the best, better than Texas. Ha ha. No offense to all my Texas listeners. Anyways. um, And so it was, it was just a wow. Like they were able to do um, more, postcards and they were able to do a bigger size postcard because they went in on it together. So super genius. I saw him at the gym. I was like, you're my hero. I just want to show this to everybody. I saved it so I can show it in my live events to show what you can do when you're working with other businesses and and just not trying to compete. Um, and then you can also co-sponsor an event or um, like a nonprofit event, or you can co-sponsor um, a community activity, participate in a highly visible community activity. You can partner with other people and do some type of challenge on social media and get votes or, or whatever. I mean, your your options are limitless. And obviously, since I'm camped out on this topic, I really, really believe in it. But when you commingle audiences and you get that energy going of lots of different people who may or may not be familiar with you and then associate you with other people, it just... It just makes things more exciting for everybody. Okay, moving on. Um, way number three that you can generate business when your business is slow is write a three-part blog series. If you're sitting there in your business or if nobody is you know, checking out on your website, then you need to sit your happy you-know-what down and come up with something a three-part series that addresses the problems of the people who are your customers. So if you're an online boutique, then it might be that they don't have things to wear to all of the summer um, picnics they're about to go on. If you are a travel agent, then it could be that you help people find the most affordable way to travel when the price hikes all get here. Um, If you are a, a consultant, whatever it is that you consult around, pick something and then write three, four to 500 word blog posts on it and then backlink to them and promote the crap out of them on social media. Um, This is something that can take up that time where you're just sitting there otherwise, and it's helping tell your story to your potential customers. Now, is a three-part blog series going to um, make or break you over the summertime? No, but it's a start. And the one thing that drives me crazy is when, when somebody says, oh, well, we're not real busy. And it's like, well, what are you doing to change that? And 
that that just drives me nuts. So um, sit down, start blogging, then get in the ho- habit of it. Um, the other thing you can do is um, number four, take photos of inventory, team members, behind the curtain processes. You can style images for Instagram. So what do I mean by all that? Obviously, take pictures of your inventory if you have inventory. So if you're a boutique, take pictures of your clothes. If um, my friends are amazing, they own um, a jewelry store and they're constantly taking pictures, really pretty pictures of their jewelry. And, you know, they've got their hashtags down. And so their Instagram always looks amazing and it makes you want to go see it in person because it's enticing. Um Take pictures of your team members. Tell their stories. Talk about the new intern that you just hired. Talk about your uh, marketing person or your web guys. Even if they're not on your team, you can make your business look bigger by acknowledging all of the people who um, keep it going. And, And then it humanizes your business too. So people start to get a little more curious about you. And instead of being that other business that does the same thing as all the other businesses who do what you do, now you have a personality. Now you have faces and people. Um, and then any behind the curtain processes, uh, I just recently posted a blog post about my first five years in business and how it took me five years to get to the word simplicity and apply it to my business. And I just had to pull back the curtain and be like, hey, here's the reality. Because if there's one thing I know about you, Bombshell, it's that you probably overcomplicate things too. So I want to show you how you're not alone and that um, I understand you. And hopefully by showing that I understand you, you'll want to do business with me. So that's how that works. Um, Pictures are huge. So be sure you're doing that when you're quote unquote, not busy. All right. Number five, load a week's worth of content in your social media scheduler. Now that does not mean that you cannot live tweet or that you should not put things, um, you know, especially your own blog content or podcast content or your videos or whatever. You should definitely, in the moment, upload those to your various social media channels. But sometimes you just need filler. So you might post something that is um, humorous, or maybe it's a feel-good story, or maybe you're sharing something that um, is relevant to your industry, whatever that is, just Get a Buffer account. If you don't already have a Buffer account, um, you can schedule on Facebook. You can use Latergram if you don't um, know what that is. I'll link to that blog post in the show notes. Um, and, And schedule things in advance. And that way, if and when you do get busy, then you're not like, well, oh, shucks, I can't keep up with my social media because you've already taken care of it. Um, and, and I want you to think that way when you're not busy, what can I do now? What, what is it that I normally get stressed about not having the time to do when I'm dealing with customers and I'm dealing with day-to-day ops, what are those things? And then that's what you should do on a slow day. All right. Number six, (laughs) my favorite slash least favorite enter expenses or categorize expenses that are imported into your accounting software. So I use FreshBooks again, I will link to that in the show notes. Um, And so it automatically sucks things in to FreshBooks from my business account and then my business PayPal account. So there, every time I log in, it's like, hey, you have 32 uh, expenses that need to be categorized. And I'm like, who wants to do that? 
But if you do that when you have some free time and you're not super busy, then guess what happens at the end of the month when you're reconciling or when you're turning things over to your accountant? You don't have to go through all that BS. And if you're the type of person who lets all that crap pile up until tax time, like you're welcome because (laughs) you need to get you, if you're not doing this regularly, at least doing it when you're super slow will help you get ahead of the eight ball and you will not feel like your hair is on fire come um, April every single year. So I always just take a few moments to do that um, and it makes my life a whole lot easier. And if you do not have a fresh books or a QuickBooks or something like that, then just get onto your Amex bill or your, your bank account or whatever, and go ahead and put those into a spreadsheet and, um, and categorize them, you know, like marketing or office supplies or whatever that looks like. Okay. So that might not help generate more business, but it's just a good use of your time. So, um, we'll, we'll put a little asterisk by that one. Um, okay. Number seven, I want you to create video content to drop over uh, or rather to drip over the course of two weeks. So you could do little um, snippets of different things in your store. Um, You could do little tutorials. Um, If you're a consultant or like a graphic designer, Um, if you're a hairdresser, you can certainly um, do maybe like a, a review of products that you sell at your salon. If you own a day spa, you might, um, just put somebody, if, if nobody's doing anything anyways, put somebody in your esthetician's chair and then show the why behind you do things, the why behind why you do things. So it might be um, like a, a, a facial. Well, you might do your facials differently or you might have a, a certain process that you use. And so instead of making a video of an entire facial, which nobody wants to watch, then do it piece by piece. Like we use this product because as you can see, it does this and it doesn't do this and it helps you not have wrinkles. I mean, if you say that everybody's going to watch because nobody wants wrinkles. Right. And then it might be that, um, then we apply this so that you can be super relaxed. And if you do little snippets like this, you can release those over social media over the course of a couple weeks. And then people get to know your processes and, I don't know about you, but anytime I see anything like, hey, you should come and get a massage, I almost always book it because luxury is my favorite word. So again, think about your ideal customer. What do you need to put in that video to give them a reason to pick up the phone and call you or to send you an email or to fill out your online form or take action? Whatever that is, um, just start brainstorming with your team and make it happen. Number eight. And again, this is not necessarily going to generate business, but I'm going to tell you how in the end it will. Um, Organizing your papers, your inventory, your storage room, etc. Now listen closely here, Bombshell. (laughs) If you are a hot mess, your customers are going to know it. And if your customers think of you as a hot mess, do you think they're going to continue to do business with you? What do you think they're going to tell their friends about you? Well, that Amber, she's a hot mess. Well, if I'm well organized, because when I have a moment or I have a quote slow day, I can actually get my poop in a group. Then when I have a customer experience, they're going to say something like, Amber is so organized and she's so calm and affirming. And I really trust Amber because she always has it together or her store is always so 
so clean when if it's a brick and mortar boutique or every time I go into that spa, they've got my paperwork already and they know all the different treatments I've already had and they knew that I went on vacation and that maybe my skin might be a little tender from being out in the sun. I mean, there is so much power in being known for being organized. So take that day and get your crap together or your poop in a group. That's such a nicer way of saying it. All right. Now, number nine, type up processes. Did you hear me? Grab your computer and type up processes that you could delegate to someone else when you get busy again. If there's one thing I know about bombshells is that they think they have to be involved all the time. They have to be the ones to do it because then they can do it right. But if you would slow down and write the process out of what it is that you do and how, then you should be able to delegate that. So it's the same, it's the same concept. Once you get busy again, then you can focus on your clients. You can focus on your customers and your customers' needs, and you can generate that word of mouth marketing. But if you never delegate, then you're never going to be in a position where you can really maximize your highest value and your highest gifts and share those with the world. So while the, writing out your processes might not immediately generate new business, it will generate more business in the future because you're going to be freed up to be more of the marketing piece and more of the upseller and that sort of thing, because you've got people handling the piddly details. Um, and let those people who are gifted in administration or who are gifted in support, let those people do those things. And then you do the things that you're good at. Okay. And number 10, last but not least, um, so I actually keep a running to-do list of, of this in my wonder list, which, um, I can also, I know I love sharing all these tools with you. So, um, I will link to that also in the, in the show notes, but I have an update website list in wonder list, and I want you to do the same thing, whether it's a handwritten note or whatever, whatever, um, project management software you use or to-do software you use or whatever app you have or just the notes on your iPhone. I don't care what it is, but use that. And as you see things on your website that aren't um, what they need to be or maybe you need to change the wording or maybe you change the price, keep a running task of that even though you might not be able to fix it then and there. Because again, when you're slow, you can hop on there and update any out-of-date information on your website. Now, why is this important? Um, for example, <laughs> I stopped using a scheduling software because I've dramatically decreased the number of one-on-one -on -one clients that I work with. And so it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me. And um, I completely forgot that when you go to my work with me page and then you navigate to one-on-one -on -one coaching, that it linked to um, my complimentary coaching consultation opportunity with uh, my scheduling software. Well, how do you think that's going to get me business if I'm not constantly looking to see what I need to update? I obviously didn't think that one through when I, when I canceled that software. But um, fortunately, I had somebody who brought it to my attention. I was able to fix it immediately. But um, what if that person was like, oh, well, she doesn't even have her own website together. Why would I hire her to be my business coach? And I wouldn't blame them. I really wouldn't because that was a miss on my end. Um, but it, at the end of the day, some of those things like that just seem so piddly when you're when you're dealing with a volume 
stream of work that you are normally, but it can be um, a hit to your brand. So if you keep your website up to date and everything's always fresh and things are working and links are working, then that again helps with your brand and it helps people want to do business with you more long term. Okay, so I know that was a lot. Um, so let's recap real quick. Number one, I want you to reach out, call your best clients, um, call customers you haven't seen in a while, um, call former or current customers and ask for referrals. Number two, create strategic alliances with complementary but not competing businesses. Number three, write a three-part blog series. Number four, take photos of your business, whether that's inventory, team members, behind the curtain type, um, images, processes, um, or styling images, like, you know, how you see all those pretty images where people perfectly put their coffee cup next to their laptop and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can style images for Instagram. Number five is load a week's worth of content in your social media scheduler. Number six is enter expenses or categorize expenses that are imported into your accounting software. Number seven is create video content to drop over the course of two weeks. Number eight, organize papers, inventory, or storage rooms. Number nine, type type up processes that you could delegate to someone else when you get busy again. And number 10, update any out-of-date information on your website. So while I understand that you can get very insecure and maybe want to pout when things get slow, um, I'm just going to use my velvet machete. I say this with love, but you can either freak out or be depressed or sulk that it's slow or you can take action. So don't just sit there. Activity breeds activity. And this is just like, I don't know, it's just a law of nature. When you're doing and you're you're going towards something and it all points back to your business mojo, which is the combination of what you're passionate about, what people are willing to pay money to um, get from you and what makes you unique from your competition. When those three things overlap, that is where you should be focusing your business. And if you're, pushing towards that with all activities in your business, including on days that you're slow, when you start getting out there and you start showing your best and you start collaborating with other people and you're calling customers and you're keeping yourself out there and then also keeping yourself well oiled and organized and prepared and doing all those things that maybe is sometimes hard to get to, you're going to generate more opportunities and you're going to establish yourself or maintain the brand that you've got it together and you're the best there is to work with. So I hope those 10 things will keep you occupied on those days that maybe seem a little boring or a little disappointing because the phone's not ringing or people aren't walking into your store or you're not getting many opt-ins or many emails or however it is that you do business today in 2016. Um, Remember, these are all going to be on uh, my website, amberhurdle.com. Look for the 10 ways to generate business when you're slow. And you'll have a downloadable worksheet, a little checklist. And of course, if you have any questions, please, please, please ask them in the comments. I always respond. Um, I do my very best to reply to emails. Shout out at me on social media. Um, On Twitter, I'm at Amber Hurdle. On Instagram, I am 
uh, Bombshell Biz with a B, Amber Hurdle Fan on Facebook. And do me a favor, uh, go into iTunes and give me a review. If you think it sucks, cool, let me know. But if you're getting value from this podcast, it just helps me to become more visible so I can help more fempreneurs become bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. And that's what Bombshell Business is all about. So I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You are everything. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.